Okay, last call. Order now before I turn on the lights and you really see what's going on with yourself. But when he start writing for the, the he's not an octoroon. Yo, when he start writing for the people that he writing for now, like they start kind of overlooking it. He's white as fuck. Look what? at the haircut. He just got a nigga haircut. That's all Wait, it is. Wait, that's John King B. Is white? <laughs> right? This is news to me. He's John B. I thought Sean King was black this whole time. <laughs> at least that, a quarter black, or like his, I thought he at like least his had a white mom. Apparently, y'all don't be Wikipedia people. No, Sean, Sean, you don't even have Sean to. King wasn't worth the time. So, Sean well, King in that photo looks black. Yeah, it's a black and white. Like, like so I said, a black John and white. B. That's what I'm saying. He looks. So it's the glasses. Bro. It's the haircut. And so did Pink. Well, folks, when we Pink just found out. out right? I thought she was. In Kenny's defense, he just got Twitter like last year. There's yeah, another so Rachel, the, like, Rachel just, Dozal yeah, I, I, in the midst. So look, when that happened, he was one of the people trying to go Paul. at her. And we were like, hold on, nigga. You white, too. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he was showing Paul complexion. All right. Right. Nah, that boy white. That's crazy. That boy white. Oh, man. Oh, white. He learned something new every day, folks. Um, what's going on, folks? My name is Ken. I'm Nick. And I'm Dave. And you listen to the Last Call podcast. Um Sorry, Sean. We, we got to cut you Damn, out. Sean. I, I thought nah, you I'm, was not, gonna, I'm not cutting I, him out. I mean, he's still down for the cause, but... He's not. I guess he never claimed to be black. Well, that's he tried I mean, to he use put that. Off the to, cause no, a lot. no, he did. He did try to act and like. All he yeah. is, he's exposing the shit that needs to be exposed. Like nah, but killings, nah, but it's the that. thing though. It's like the same thing you have with the other guy. Is that nah. <laughs> it's a little different? No, 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 no. Yes, it is. No, it really is because in the sense of he used to like act like he was a like a portion or a part so that he can include himself into the conversation because when these talks first got on you know after the uh, the one percent 99 percent like occupy wall street stuff broke down and the black Lives matter stuff started moving up he was one of the people like key on twitter like always giving news and on the ground boost on the ground or whatever right. but then it was like he was trying to lie like and at that time it was probably a little bit more militant and it was kind of harder for for white people to be a part of it Right. Not that they had any place into our freedom, but it was their fault. Well, well, I'd like to give kudos Sorry. to our guests for bringing this to my attention. Because yeah, I had for no sure. Idea, um, that this information existed, but so um, we'd like to introduce our guest. Go ahead. Hi. Michelle, introduce show show. Hey, how you doing? My name is Michelle Hope, also known as MH Sexpert online. Hashtag Maybe you've heard yeah. of me. Dope. Yeah. Um, so tell the people a little bit about yourself. Oh, man. What do you want to know? So uh, I'm a sexologist, a sex educator. I just finished my first book. It drops February 20th. Ooh. It's a sex education. It's a girl's guide to sex education. Um, it is designed for um, young girls somewhere between 10 to 14. Okay. Because I believe in reproductive justice, and I'm a reproductive justice activist and the mm -hmm. only way we can do that is through education amen so. to that Yay. uh are you active in um like the planned parenthood stuff I, I you know um i have i work with planned parenthood often amazing um and um i have thought about applying um i work with them i would say like we're on this we're on the same team or but i'm on like the b squad and they're like the A squad, <laughs> right. right? Like I'm trying to get to that higher level, higher Coming off um, the bench visibility type of things. But, you know, working for organizations like Planned Parenthood, it's a lot of politics and some of the things that I do to um, gain opportunity and platforms like this one might not be in alignment with what Planned Parenthood does. Okay. So that's why I say we're like 
A squad, B squad. Do, we just have sure. different ways of reaching people. So what, what other platforms do you, that you reach across through? Other than- so I try to edutain. So I try to educate through entertainment using tech and so, social media spaces um, to realize reproductive justice in communities of color. And again, it, it goes down, it boils down to really education, but not just young people, like also the education of adults. Because you know how many people don't know how many holes women have? Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but, you know, again, when we talk about the Black Lives Matter movement or we talk about um, social justice, in my opinion and in my experience and what I do, a lot of our social justice, like, if you threw me any issue, I could connect it back to sexuality. Mm. Kind of like the Kevin, what was that bacon game they used to play oh, where like you um, can connect. Six degrees seven of Kevin degrees. Bacon, seven degrees, <laughs> seven degrees of Kevin. Yeah, so I can do seven degrees of so, sexuality, sexuality in any kind of subject. So are, are there a lot of misconceptions with what a sexologist actually oh, is? God, yes. I feel like you should kind of let the viewers know the difference between uh, somebody that's going to just give sex advice in terms of how to make somebody orgasm and... An actual sexologist. Okay. So what I do is I study human sexual behavior. Oh, shit. And apparently I fuck up mics. So I study. I just wanted to take it all in my mouth. Just gag on it. Um, so I, I teach and I, I educate people around um, sexuality. So sexuality versus sex. Sex, you think penis, vagina. Right. You think pussy popping, you think squirting, which is really urine. You think sex. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, Um, But what it is that I teach about is sexuality and and the implications on your everyday life. One of my favorite sayings is from the womb to the tomb, honey. Sexuality is a part of your everyday life. So it's um, identity. So your gender expression, your gender identity, um, it's uh, sexual and reproductive health, you know, your anatomy, um, your puberties, your periods, it's uh, media and society. So that would implicate or that would kind of fall under the ideas of how we're marketed, right? It's sensuality. How do you mm. feel about your body? How do you feel about your partner's body? Um, it's sexualization. That can be anything from simple flirting, like we heard somebody complimenting someone on the street with their hair and they ended up getting an Insta whatever, right. all the way to the the, the extreme of that would be like sexual assault because sexualization can, there's everything is a spectrum, right? For sure. And then it's also like society and value. So that would um, include like religion and mm. um, societal norms. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so when we talk about reproductive justice, what reproductive justice is, and the only reason I want to look at my phone is so I can give you like the real definition. Don't. So reproductive justice is the complete physical, mental, spiritual, political, social, and economic well-being of women and girls based on f- full achievement and protection of women's human rights. Now, I know that's very women-focused, but women cannot achieve this without men. Right. So a lot of feminist circles sometimes um, don't make men feel comfortable, and because of that, I think that um, we have to be aware of how we keep cisgendered. So if you are a male who identifies as a... um, male and you happen to be heteronormative mm-hmm. that means you're cisgendered for those okay. of those who don't know on twitter that's what like c-shit means like c-i-s-h-e-t so yeah, i know a lot of people look at that and like what the fuck is that i mean obviously context and you can google things but what is it 
So on Twitter, they just they shortened it to C I S H E T, so C shit. So like. C and what? C I S H E T. What's H E T? Heteronormative. Oh, well, shit. Sex, I was just, <laughs> just learned something. Yeah. I mean, you That's can't. a techie thing. We're all about education. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's across. You know. I'm learning. I'm mm-hmm. learning. So how does one even get involved in the sexologist field? Like what caused you to want to actually do this as a career? That's a great question, Nick. So I guess the other thing is that, like I was saying, when it comes to like the variations of sexuality and how spectrum that is, so are sexologists. So there are people out there that are sexologists that are therapists, or they might be uh, MDs and gynecologists uh, who have studied sex and sexuality to a degree that they could be deemed a sexologist there are also people out there who are what we would call providers um and those might be surrogates who may stand in uh for people sexually okay um those could be uh sexologists i was interested because i'm biracial my parents didn't last Mm. my mother is a lesbian and i really wanted to become a marriage family therapist like um a sex therapist for couples of color Mm -hmm. and then in grad school i realized black people don't go to therapy that often indeed but i also realized this is some real smart people tangible shit this theory right but how do i communicate this to the communities of color i didn't just want to hit an academic space i wanted to be able to go from a crack house to the white house (laughs) to teach people Because, again, when you think about social justice, you think about the Black Lives Matter movement, you think about these young brothers being killed in the street. They're being killed because society is looking at them as men instead of what they are, boys. Mm -hmm. So we're not allowing young black boys to be boys. We tell them to man up. That's directly connected to our gender norms here in society because it's it's constructed you know we don't teach young black boys that they can cry and have emotion Mm -hmm. because that ain't manly you's grown now right right and that is rooted in sexuality single parent homes i think statistics say 1.1 million fathers of color are incarcerated currently Mm -hmm. so who's gonna teach these young men to be men Oh, guess what? TV, which takes us back to media and society and how media tells black boys what they are and what boxes they fit in. And oftentimes those are not spaces that allow for these young men to express you, a full range of emotions. Do you usually recommend for parents and single, single households, uh, mothers especially, to limit what their children are exposed to in terms of music or anything like that? No, I don't think that's realistic i think that mothers that are single because i think that there are some issues and people could be mad at me for this but i've seen it i mean i've not i'm not new to this i'm true to it and i've seen mothers of young black boys who have enmeshed relationships where it's like honey that's not your boyfriend yeah no that's not your baby daddy Mm -hmm. that's not your only friend in the world right Right. and Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you guys have ever seen it yeah you know, where you're like, whoa, this is, some is not, some is weird here. You know, that something's off. Something's like off. A repressed sense of like uh, wanting to find love elsewhere. So yep. it's just like, I'll just stay here because he'll at least be here for the next 18 years or more. Right. I think though, what you were saying earlier about the, with masculinity and everybody like, oh, masculinity is so fragile. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. And I think as the generations grow younger though, um, what I've noticed is that, the kids care less about that shit. Absolutely. Like, they're more exposed. Like, I remember when I was growing up and, like, 
being in like the middle of Ohio, like everything was like gay, 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 gay. So it's like, then I moved to Florida and things were actually gay. And it was like, <laughs> oh, okay. And then like being in high school and having like friends or people like dressed like, like be in full, like, like full women's wear, you know what I'm saying? Like that was a thing, you know? And it was like, this is in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Like in high school, like in 2000, 2004, five, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry, I'm over here laughing. 2004, I was cutting up. <laughs> you was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> you also just tried to you just tried to cut it off at 27 before we got there. I'm 28, but <laughs> um, but no, just in that I noticed that like just certain areas that are exposed to it, like California on the West Coast, uh, South Florida, like they're exposed to like a more like liberating kind of sense of what masculinity <clears throat> is. Like just being able to see more of the like homosexuality throughout these areas, and now I see in the kids now like the kids are free to do whatever they want now, like. Coloring your hair is not a bad thing anymore, even though like in the flat tops, but it's a different kind of color now since like dudes are get pink hair and all this extra stuff. And I think that it's progressing in a sense. But the the, the downfall is that the older generation is still latching on these like old structures of right. what it means to be a man and stuff like that. And I know like we've gotten not we, me and you, Kenny, but like I stand hard on like letting a man do what he what the fuck he wants to do and not like, you know, like. Uh, Odell Beckham or some shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, why should he have to be called gay? Like, if he wants to be gay, that's a, like that's his sexual preference. That is aside from him being like what's considered like flamboyant or dancing or you know like that. I don't think that those things should be conflated because it, it confuses what the actual right. definition is. That's true. Like, if if people kind of do that, then they're confused within themselves about what that actually means to be a man. Because also at the same time, like and Jalen Ramsey too. Like at the same time, these dudes play in the most violent sport. And <laughs> so, how, what's more manly than that? If we're really talking about that, right? I mean, and that also goes back into uh, a little of what you were saying uh, before, Michelle. With not only uh, therapy being, I guess, looked down upon in the black community or just in the minority community, but also uh, uh, LG um, BT. Cute, like just that. It's just frowned upon, right? Or doesn't? It's not looked upon with a more of an open eye or with an open mind, I should say, right? So, I mean, does um, does that come up in your conversations? And like, how how do you express that and get your audience to become more open minded? Well, first and foremost, I'm I identify as a queer woman of color. Okay. So, um, I mean, I show up to I show up. As who I am. So what we're talking about right now is called intersectionality. And those are all the spaces that cross over when you think about sexuality norms. So your race, your gender expression, your gender identity, your sexual orientation, um, the socioeconomic background you come from, your education level. Those are intersections. But all of those... We have to look at all of those when we look at sexuality and LGBTQ um, AI, AI um, comes X. up often. Six. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of letters um, <laughs> and it's always changing. Right. So, I, I mean, even the hashtag cisheter. Yeah. I, I, I mean, cishet. I just learned. <laughs> I mean, it's it's happening faster than a couple things. One, technology allows us to source information that society cannot process Mm -hmm. fast enough, right? So the idea of young people when you're in high school being allowed to cross-dress and wear women's clothing Mm -hmm. and really represent their trans selves or their gender identity through clothing is something that wasn't around 10 years ago and it's going to dramatically shift five years from now. Do you think that within the next 15 to 20 years, 
the majority of 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 children and in clothing, everything will be pretty much gender neutral yeah. across the board. I, I think we're going to see more of that. You see more companies. I, I want to say Abercrombie and Finch uh, just released a campaign. They now have a full line of youth clothing that's gender neutral. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm all for it because quite frankly, I don't like paying a pink tax. And every time I go to the dry cleaners and take my shirts <laughs> to the dry cleaners, I got to pay an extra dollar twenty-five. Wait, what is this? What is the pink tax? What's what? Yeah, you don't know about the pink tax? So the pink tax is that women products are often taxed at a higher rate than men's for the same exact product. I had I no clue. Do you, yeah. you mean tax or do you mean like tax like the purchase of such it's from the, like the buyer to or... Yes, it's like dope. They just so the, add a little extra to it. Because you know what? I was just having this conversation about... I, always had, I work in fashion, so I always had this conversation about... Women's clothes. I'm like, yo, women can get like a whole wardrobe for what a for dude. Like Thirty dollars. Promise you, on, on average, dudes clothes Buy are like tampons. Dudes, okay, those are those are products that are completely nuanced. Shampoo. Like, yeah, I mean, I use shampoo. Deodorant. Yes, yes. Body lotion. That stuff is that's tr- crazy. Razors. So it's things like that that we're using the exact same product, mm-hmm. and if you look at the back on the ingredients, it's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But right. So what? Yeah. What makes a woman's lotion different than a men's lotion? Just the scent, right? Technically. I mean, some of them are the same scent because some of the women's is unscented, but they know that women will buy it because society has told them if you want to attract a man, you have to have soft skin. Yes. So it's so an cool. archaic idea, but we still are paying it. I mean, tampons at its core, things like tampons and deodorant. It, it's the craziest thing. Like, we get taxed premium for tampons, which, by the way... It should be free. Well, that would be nice. But what a lot of women don't know, I'm not, I don't want to call out any brands, but the majority of the big box brands that we buy are filled with chemicals. And if you want to buy a pack of organic tampons, you coming out for like an eight-pack, $10. Wow, for the organic, if you and yeah, if you you're using biz, big box brands, you'll get what? And 12, how long does eight tampons last you? Boy, bye. Uh, <laughs> two days. It depends. Yeah. It depends on on like how heavy your flow Wide is. Why set heavy flow? It depends on. Is that from Mean Girls? I mean, listen. And then you think about it like this. So women, you know, tampons, panty liners, pads. All of that, it's huge business. It's, a business, it's I'm about to say. big it's business. Money. Big money. Think about um, feminine sprays, uh, douches, which, by the way, you should not be doing that. That's what the hell you shouldn't put in your we're gonna vagina. Have to, we're going to have to talk about that, too. You shouldn't douche. What is, all right, so what, ex, all right, because people use douche. Like, for instance, today at work, we were pitching uh, hosts for some project, and somebody sent a host, and they were like, oh, uh, young entrepreneur, so and so, aka douchebag, and I was just like, "What? When did douchebag become a negative connotation? Like, isn't a douche meant for cleaning your yeah, vagina?" Yeah, the or? bag would be the the leftover that oh, comes, comes. So, back so out. how does it explain how a douche actually works? I have no. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I've, I've never used a douche because they're so bad for you. But usually, what it is, it's some type of saline solution, maybe with a fragrance. There's an applicator. It's like a tube that's squeezable. You would insert it into the vagina and you would squeeze it and then it would flush the vagina with water. The problem is, is that the vagina has specific bacteria that needs to be in there. there, And 
when you do a douche, it clears out all of that healthy bacteria okay. that is needed to have a, a balanced pH. Um, mm -hmm. Now, what I find super, super interesting is like if you do a little digging, you will see because if you don't have that good bacteria, you can get ba uh, bacterial vaginosis, which is basically when a girl smells like fish. Eesh. Right. Ooh. Which, eh, honey. Right. You know, I might be the only woman in the room. Right. But I'm going to tell you. Before you get too old, you're going to experience a yeast infection. You're probably going to experience bacterial vaginosis. These are really and natural. And men can get yeast infections Oh, as for well, sure. Yeah. It's called jock itch. Mm. Right? So, so women will douche to try to smell a certain type of way. I mean, like if you're smelling bad and you're having discharge, you don't need a douche. You need a doctor. But we think these are quick fixes. Right. But if you do some digging, you'll find that oftentimes the companies that produce these douching products or these FVS, FS, whatever, personal feminine, whatever sprays, um, their home company also produces the medication for yeast infections and bacterial vaginosis, which you can get from, from these. using. So they're making money on both ends. It's That's what we think of when we think of a pink tax. It's just okay. women getting... Ta it's like you go to the dope man and you want to dub... But he wants to tell you, yo, this is that master OG Kush. Mm, so instead of a 20, you're going to pay 35. That's how, that's kind of, that Should, might be a is really it, is it, way is it unhealthy it, right? for women to, uh, is it unhealthy for women to completely clear their yes. vaginal area of hair? No, uh, well, I mean, hair does have a purpose. And a part of the reason why we don't like hair anymore is because we watch too much porn. Mm. Right? Cool. Like, think about it like this. Actually, New York Times just did a really great article about how porn is is impacting how young people Absolutely. look at oh, sex. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, 100%. Shit, fuck my head up for it. Yeah. Good reason. I actually don't watch porn anymore. I, I, saw some, Got stopped. I, saw Got stopped. I stopped that, watching like, If I'm involved with somebody, year. I can't watch porn. Like, period. <laughs> period. Just because, like, nah. I Just like, it's, it's very... It's, it's, it's not, not real. realistic. It's not That's real not what sex like, is. I mean, I'm not. I was never dull and dumb to be like, "Oh yeah." So you telling me I can just pull up to a shorty crib with the box, and then like I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, I got some repairs." Like I never thought that that yeah, was we, crazy, we but the no, act is but, really, but really, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like physical. It's like it's like you know, it puts and it's kind of a uh, it's kind of oppressive to women because it's like not it kind of bro. Like it's very okay. Oppressive. All right, let me say this, but. It, it puts unrealistic expectations on how they should be responding to what you're doing. And even if you're not doing the right things, yes. then you're saying like, oh, I'm not doing it. Like you're, you're trying to put that on them and that's not fucking fair. You're not even asking what they, what actually works for them or trying to have those conversations, which is why we have you here. Right. Have this conversation. So, and that's what it talks about in the New York Times article is it talks about like they interviewed some youth and they were like, well, the girl in the porn likes it. So I assume all other girls, like nobody like. Who's fish hooking? That's right. not a thing. <laughs> but I will I will disclose a little bit about myself. I once had a lover, a very brief lover. A man or a woman? A man in this situation. Um, and we had intercourse. And I finally had to be like, listen, bro, we got to stop. Like, we, like this pussy pounding, the fish hooking. I was like, okay, so... One, you're not ejaculating, and two, you're using all porn moves. So clearly, you watch too much porn. Mm -hmm. And and just just even in the way the person was trying to move my body around in sex, I was like, this is it's not doing anything. Mind you, I was a little bit older than that person. 
Might have been a little bit of a cougar move. <laughs> but that's what, not what constitutes a cougar cool. move? No, How many years cool. is a cougar move? I really hate to even. <laughs> so we'll just let you know that that was a cougar move. Total you know? cougar. No, Absolutely. it was because yeah. it was there was definitely a ten year gap there. You took a you okay. took a you took a leap of faith. And you drowned, I mean, but no, it wasn't no, even no, about no, a leap no, of faith. She knows what she was doing. Yes, All right. that's I, the cougar move. I mean, yeah. but so I mean, going back to like what you're saying about porn is that like that's what I feel would be the biggest like oh god, misconnotation. It was, awful. It was awful. is that like pounding, right? Like putting in pumps and strokes. No, it, like I wouldn't imagine. What's the fish hook though? Like who? No, seriously, I, what's the fish hook? Because you said this like three times. I tried to catch. No, it I was like grabbing, gripping the mouth. You've never seen in a porn. Oh, that's they, hella weird. Like the putting their fingers, fingers down the throat. Like yeah, that, but yeah. then but then what they try to do is they put the two fingers in your mouth, two and then they try to pull it back. Pull, to pull it back. back. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, they that's, call it the fish that's hook. That's weird though. Like who? who, who is that? That's also very. It's also very sadistic on how I have a few issues with porn. Even though like sometimes I will watch it. In between times, but because of the sadisticness towards women, like it's a, always a lot of punishing. It's always like, yeah, pounds the hard bushy flesh, right. uh, and it's always very, very violent about how uh, most dudes treat women. And no obviously, consent. oh man, yeah, 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 yeah. There's that too. There's the like the there's that there's the the heavy saturation of like the ancestral shit. Um, there's also the like. Barely 18 shit. Like, yeah. that's weird as fuck. Because, like, those girls be looking like 17, 16, 15. And when you see situations like that rapper Takashi69 who was on video as 18 with a 13-year-old and thought it was okay. Like, we're trying to figure out where these things come from. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because he never had a sex ed class. Boom. And then the last thing is, like, always, I'm going to just always take it back to my people. But, like, the black shit. Like, right now there's a website that's popular called Black. Which is basically like women. Black, yeah. yeah. White, it's white usually women. white women. No, no, no. It's Man. only white women. That's why it's called black. Right. Because it's like, oh. Oh, but do you know that porn stars that do interracial. First of all, black porn stars are paid the least. Yep. One. Two, black men who sleep with black wi or white women, oftentimes the agencies, wait, the agencies don't necessarily want to put their top girls with black men mm. because. In the industry, they then lose credibility. Yeah. Kanye said that in the joint. Kanye said that was the thing. But that was, that's yeah. real shit, though. Like, right. I'm, I'm in tune with stuff like yes. that. Like, yeah. Go down it, when it, and that's yes. not something you hear about in the news. Like, the Why? porn industry isn't discussed at all in the news. It is in certain circles, right? I mean, it's a multi-billion just, dollar it, industry. I, right, it is. Because sex and tech. So I'm a part of this group called the Women of Sex and Tech, where, okay. you know, we're really exploring the space of um, sex and technology. And that's that's not just, you know... VR porn that's like um, these apps like Cycle apps or Clue or yeah. um, Ovulation or any of the dating apps that all fun falls under sex and tech but you know being in that space one there are not a lot of people of color and two just like the ideals of the people who lead those industries are crazy misogynistic of course. and really patriarchal sometimes they can be a little bit racist even so, um and and i think that when you talk about porn and and the idea we shouldn't be watching free porn because if and don't i'm not gonna act like i have not i mean i'm not gonna act like if you open my browser on my phone you know a porn site may or may not pop up as frequently used gotta clear that history but i even if i cleared the history it's still in my mind because i feel bad yeah. for consuming free porn because mm -hmm. if you're consuming free porn on the internet right. somebody somewhere has been exploited 
to be able to put that porn up. Right. Right. So there is this incredible um, feministic, um, you know, equitable porn space called make love, not porn.com. You do have to pay a membership fee, but also you and your lover can put up your own porn and make money off of that if you mm. want. Right. Mm. And that is the way we make the space equitable, especially for people of color. Right. We stop working with these spaces like Vivid and we start trying to find spaces where one, we get to design the porn ourselves Two, the porn is more real life. And three, you know, we get to dictate what we put out there. Yeah, there are real. some other porn stars like I, I, I do like King Noir and Jet Set Jasmine. Their porn is pretty hot. Okay, that's fire. I um I definitely noticed because I just researched. I researched a lot of stuff, and like I definitely noticed how, um, in like porn sites, like or just in part, like in the in the porn culture in general. Because you look at sometimes you like I go in a deep dive of like a porn star's Twitter, and I'd be like, okay, like let me see what they're talking about, and like some of them are like super um just like aware of certain things i can't think of the one girl right now that starts with a j but like she's friends with like uh, some people i know from like fader and stuff like that she's like very in tune and it's like you had these situations where um women are getting paid less clearly but then like women are getting like super exploited about like how they're going about it and then you have like there's like that whole there was that whole wave like two years ago about like the casting couch shit which is like Basically, the whole idea is that you're lying to a girl and then making her have sex with you, mm. which is like weird. Coercion. Now, that's called coercion. Last year, oh, last coercion. year was the uh, was the um, was a wave of um, this like pawn shop thing where basically like a girl would go, she can't get money, yeah, and so oh, I'm a fuck for this, or she tried to steal, which is even weirder, and you got to fucking fuck the dude. Well, that's also all fake. Every yeah, I know, see, but like the fact that they're trying to they're that trying way. to they're trying to make that a reality, like. Like this is okay. It, it devalues like it's just it's a, a constant devaluing. But what I do want to kind of go on is um, that uh, do you do you think that like now we're because I, I believe it, but I'm not a, I'm a dude. So like I feel like young women have been able to be empowered to the, with their sexual selves, especially starting with sites like Tumblr as of like four or five years ago, where like women have been girls, you know, expressing themselves more sexually and getting more in tune to that. Things like being devalued and not being listened to in the bedroom. Like, do you think, what do you think about that? Well, I think that, oh man, I, 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 I have to be honest. I tread lightly. Hmm. Okay. One, because, um, I have, ex um, I've experienced sexual assault. Hmm. I do not identify as a victim or a survivor. I identify as a rape thriver because I'm not going to let one person's shitty, decisions dictate the rest of my life. I have chosen to take those situations and empower myself to educate and create pathways for other people who might not be as strong as me. So I don't want to uh, say to everybody out there, everybody needs to be hashtag rape thriver because, and, and that doesn't mean you have to become a reproductive justice advocate, right? Because for some people, after they experience that kind of trauma, just brushing their teeth every day or getting out of bed every day is um, their way of being a rape thriver. And that's great. Um, but I think that uh, the only way we get to kind of the root of this is one creating a community where people can have open dialogue and not just women, because let's face it, oftentimes when I'm out at happy hour 
and a couple people have had some drinks in them and they asked me what I do and I disclose what I do. Next thing you know, I have black men telling me stories of sexual assault when they were growing up mm. and telling me that they've never been able to tell anybody and that, um, you know, I just feel so comfortable with you because they're probably never going to see me again. We're at a bar. Right. They've had mm -hmm. some drinks. But I think acknowledging that sexual assault doesn't just happen to women. It happens to men. And predators are not just men. They can also be women. I think we need to find the feministic and kind of equitable space there to really admit that in communities of color, sexual assault is something that is real and it's something that happens and we have to start dialoguing about it. Did I answer your question? Yeah. I, and, and going off of that, I mean, I think especially in today with sexual assault and consent being uh, what it is has become a major nationwide issue, right? Um, we, I mean, we talked about what happened with Aziz a couple weeks ago. Oh. Uh, whereas, okay, so exactly, right? That that feeling of him being with a woman and getting to the point where he felt bold enough, or at least comfortable enough, to attempt to have sex with her, she, her denying him them going on to have oral sex, him taking that as meaning, okay, now we can have physical sex, him deny, uh, her denying him again, right? So now you're, it, it's that missing communication, which is why this whole entire thing happened, why he thinks he really didn't do anything wrong, but he understands if he made her feel some type of way, and she's like, no, I, I felt I was on the edge of sexual assault. So, go ahead. Uh, well, here's, here's my issue. And again, I have to tread lightly in a lot of these spaces. I am not victim blaming this individual, but who I will blame is society for not teaching this woman that her pleasure is important and that she has every right to speak up and tell the person, yo, you are fucking awful. This sex is bad and I'm out. Mic drop, right? And I think that that is why I'm such a renegade for sex education. <clears throat> and I'm a pleasure positive renegade for sex education because I just did a lecture at a university um, and, and it, it was entitled rape culture consent and the power of the clit. Because mm. if we could start teaching young men that a woman's pleasure should be their highest priority and not I know what a woman's pleasure is. Cause I've been with a ton of women and I got a fucking huge body count, but rather I know that it's important for me to communicate with a woman and ask the questions. What turns you on? Do you like this? Do you want me to go slower? Do you want me to go faster? What position do you want to try first? If we can teach our young men that we are teaching them consent because through communication, you can get to consent. Do you like this? Yes or no? No. Okay. I'm going to pull back. Right. All right. Tell me what you like. But in that situation, what I heard was a man who has been indoctrinated to believe that he is supposed to know how to please a woman. So he kept moving forward, thinking his erection was a speeding bullet train and a young woman who was not empowered enough to say, bro, you don't get past this stop because your train is not moving the way it needs to. And I like to tread lightly as well. But do you it's understand what think, I'm saying? Yeah, Absolutely. and I'm super. I'm a super critical thinker, and a lot of times that can like that can take the emotion and like like compassion out of it. So for me, it's like with what you're saying. I'm processing that, and I'm saying, so do you think that if he was if the moves was better, 
we wouldn't be here right now. Like, if he came in that joint, that's what I'm trying to say. So, like, this guy. It's not the moves. The moves is not the communication. I'm saying. In the way he was communicating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the moves, I I mean, like, literally, like, how I move on you, like, my whole approach, you know. But it's got to be verbal. And and not only that, That. but being able to read nonverbal communication. Yeah, that's weird. And I never understood anybody who would ever be in a position where. Because I hate, I, I'm I'm very, very aware. And I hate to feel like I'm making anybody uncomfortable. Exactly. Whether it be socially, whether I'm the wrong person talking in the conversation or like whatever. So when I hear these stories of like dudes just being incredibly dull about what a woman is feeling or I'm just like, I can never blame a woman for not, I mean, because I'm not, I'm a man. So I'll never, I can't be in that position to ever blame a woman for not communicating. Um, but at the same, but, and in the same time, um, just like, for dudes just being like a lack of awareness like is that arrogance like 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 what is that like what like what is that where does that come from i think it comes from selfishness too okay i mean like i feel like aziz knew clearly i don't want to talk about Aziz because like well i'm just saying people in his position people in his position like he's the five millionth dude that has done that same exact thing right so i feel like he probably in his back of his mind he knew that this girl was uncomfortable you would have to probably Listen, you can't be, you cannot you can't well you can't based off the, based that, off the way she was explaining based off of what she was based saying, off what she, she's saying she can't say what Wait, he was feeling though based off what she was saying i feel like he should have known to just pump the brakes if she told you no three times all right like you said, like you should be aware enough to know that somebody's uncomfortable. I, but he probably was greedy to the point where he was like, well, she gave me head, so I'm going to finish this night. And that's fuck how speed, she feels. And but, eventually she's going to be okay with it. And that's where his mindset was well, at. I think, and that's where he fucked up. Well, I think there's a couple things. One, we now are talking about a celebrity. So yeah. the, the whole... The, 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 his exchanges with people it's is way, way different. different. Right. Um, but I also think, first of all, if somebody tells you no three times, that ain't no pussy you want. Right. Right. At least that night. <laughs> right. Right. Like, you're going to need to circle back around another day. Right. Second of all, we have no idea how much alcohol they had consumed that night. True. They had been at a party. Right. And I always teach, when I'm teaching um, young people or anybody, um, college people, college, when I say young people, I think college aged. Um, yo. If you think she might throw up on your dick while she's sucking it, not a blowjob you need to get that night because she's probably consumed too much alcohol to give consent. Yeah, this young dude I know at Ohio University, he's in, uh, he's in, he's in a, I guess you could call it a holding cell uh, while he's on trial for a rape charge. He had sex with a girl who was his his peer. Um, he was twenty, she was twenty, but after the night after, her friends told her they went into the room and they were like. You were too drunk to give him consent. And she's like, what do you mean? You guys had sex. She's like, I did. Like, I don't fully remember. And this dude, at the moment, she probably gave him consent. And this is a black dude and a white woman, by the way. Oh, that makes it even worse. So not even going to get into that. And at the same. And he's not even a citizen. He's he's from he's from a country in Africa. So it's like, oh, Donald Trump going to have a heyday with that. I mean, he's on trial right now. He's been in in, in a holding pattern since October of last year. His family can't afford to bail him out. And put up the bond. Jesus. Uh, it's just so it's worse and worse. That's just a situation that I'm you should completely avoid altogether. If you think a woman wants to have sex with you that night that you guys are drinking and you and she might be a little too drunk, wait until the next day. You have to. Wait until the next day. Like, All right, I know she's feeling me. I'm going to wait until she's sober enough to, you know what I'm saying, give me that consent. Yeah, can we, uh, let's, let's, uh, <laughs> uh, I hearts, yeah. hearts out, hearts out to that guy because... Like, I, I just, I don't know. I had an exchange about 
that last conversation that we had when uh, Buddy was with us and we had the whole Aziz conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it made me realize that, thank God, because I actually said to the person, yo, we should never talk about fucking sexual assault without a woman present right, who can right. be in a teaching moment and teaching purpose because the way we cared about that conversation was incredibly rigid, bro. Yeah. And from and super mansplaining, like mansplaining, bro. You said you glad the cameras wasn't on. Yeah, I and mean, the mic wasn't on. I mean, like, <laughs> in a sense of just like, we just have to be more mindful about and and the mindfulness this time was that we have a woman who knows things and who can tell us and help us and guide us because like i said like <laughs> because like i said like after having that conversation it was like damn how fucking arrogant were we to fucking sit here and talk about sexual assault without a woman present especially with like a woman who can tell us things and we can actually sit in like process and like kind of take a it'd be a feeding moment then instead of like us sitting around fucking having the bar talk and i just think and you know i mean that could just be for future rules or whatever but just like it's got to be at least one woman in the room who can that we are actually gathering from and we're not actually leading the conversation I, well here's the deal I, it doesn't have to be a woman it, it has to be somebody who's experienced sexual assault uh, i think too. that's kind of the caveat of the problem right we only want. We only think women experience sexual assault, mm -hmm. and that's not the case. Um, you know, I, I again, I don't want to blame. It sometimes I struggle to blame the men that I've ex, that I had encounters with. Um, I think we have to blame society because there's what you know, there's what you don't know, and then there's what you, you know. don't know. You don't know. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, there is this space where we have to, and, and, and there might be a lot of, you know, victims advocate groups that get mad at me, but I, I, I go back to the problem. If we don't have heteronormative men at the table learning from us, like you said, um, you know, hearing us, and we don't have, you know, heteronormative or homosexual men who are telling their stories, sexual assault fucking sucks. And, and, and what happens to you after, because it's one thing to experience it, but it's everything after that, will, that can consume you and can kill you if you don't find the support you need. And when I think about people of color and their um, oftentimes lack of access to good quality mental health, I understand why this happens. You know, I've worked with young people. I mean, I've worked with people all over the nation. And one of the saddest stories I've had, and then I'm hoping we can like move from sad stories. One of the saddest stories I had was I had a young um, college-aged student come to me and, and disclose some information and say, you know, I really want to open up to my mom and tell my mom what happened to me and how should I do this? And I was like, um, first and foremost, you need to get a therapist. <laughs> Cause this is going to take a plan. Uh -huh. um, I said, because you have to, per, you have to anticipate the fact that your parent might not be with, might not be capable of processing the information you're going to provide for them. And in this specific situation, um, the incident occurred with mom's boyfriend's kids, cousin, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. one of those family yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of situations. Sure. So in communities of color, when this type of things arises, yo, you got to have a plan. And oftentimes the plan is not some sex expert you saw on Instagram. Sure. 
you got to find local help that's going to help you process this. Mm -hmm. so, it's much continuously. It's not going to happen in no, one session. No, it's not one session. Or one DM it, conversation. It's not one year. Yeah, no. If you've experienced sexual assault, it's, a, it's like alcoholism. It's an ongoing healing process. And you know what else is an issue in terms of sexual assault education? A lot of ignorant heterosexual males will not take advice from a woman or a gay man that have... Uh, or, or a straight man that has experienced sexual assault because they'll see that person as weak. Yep. And it's important for normative heterosexual men like ourselves and other like-minded men to take advice from you and relay it to these ignorant individuals because they'll only take advice from heterosexual men. And it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a messed up disconnect. But to the dudes out there that don't want to take advice from a woman or a sexual assault victim or a gay man that has experienced that man up like that's the type of dude that should man up because at the end of the day while men aren't the only problem men are the main problem to why sexual assault is what it is in this country right and in this world and beyond but that's i want to be clear it's not about men being the problem as aggressors it's about men being the problem as complicity right mm-hmm you know, complacency. Like Those how many men things. turn the blind eye in Hollywood to all the shit that has been happening? I mean, all of them, bro. Oh, child. Yeah. You know, I worked in Hollywood Men for and women. Years. There have been women that have turned the blind eye as well. It's like... I, You know, yeah. it's crazy as I was... Halle Berry about two weeks ago came out about her manager, this guy named Vincent. Vincent, yeah. And I didn't hear about it. Yeah, so that was the dude. It wasn't David Justice, right? That like it finally no, came out. It was. His name was Vincent. It was an. It was no, like I'm a saying dude. we had this conversation because no, everybody no. thought it was David Justice. What do you when, mean? When it happened. No, when like Wait, what happened? Because back in the day, she's referenced it over time since her relationship with David Justice. No, David Justice beat the shit out of her regularly. Oh. This is not what we're talking about. No, we're, we're talking about this yeah. manager yes. named Vincent who got Taraji P Henson. I was say it was Taraji too. Yeah. On got Halle on and then used both Taraji and Halle as baselines mm -hmm. to reach out to black women yes and like oh yes. I can be that I can guy get you this and get you out that so yeah. funny enough when I was about 22 23 I had a meeting with him oh and I thought I and I thought I wanted to be the next Halle Berry mm. and I remember in that meeting, it might have been a phone meeting, because I remember being very excited, and I remember um, at the time I was auditioning for this indie film, which, child, the the that was it was a lot. It was mm -hmm. it was sketch already, but I'm the very meeting was sketch. Oh, hold on, the indie film was sketch mm. because the type of things they had me doing on camera mm. was sketch for the screen test or just or for, for the, the screen test. Yeah, I've heard about but, it. But. Yeah. And the character happened to be an exotic dancer. Okay. So the screen test mm. got a little loosey-goosey. Yeah. And then the director was like, you know what? I'm going to hook you up. I, I know this manager. I think he'd really like you. He sent my headshot over to the guy. There was some email exchange. And then I got a phone call. And I remember the man. His name was Vincent. And he was telling me how he had, you know, he had, he had found Hallie and he had put her on and he liked my look. He felt like I could really come up. Then this fool said, but you know, you're going to have to move in with me. What? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What was this? Cause no, I need, I need hands on at all yes. times. <laughs> he was like, no, that's what Hallie did. She lived with me and we made it pop. Now, why the, f why now pause, 
because a lot of green thumb girls in Hollywood would have gone for that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But because there's no after Hollywood, but, Hollywood, but yeah. I have never lied. I am a thug. <laughs> I came from Indiana. You know, oh, I shit, moved to Ohio. L.A. Uh, at 19. I've taken jobs. I wouldn't wish on my worst enemies' daughters. I didn't. I know what a stage is. I know. Uh, I, I, I know what some. I know what the game is. Now, when I heard that on the phone, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not. I don't really know. Like, what do you mean live?" And I kept kind of digging at questions. Right. Like, I don't really know about this living with a person. Because again, I didn't been in. I had. At that point, I was—I might have probably been, I probably had been a little older than 22. I had been in the game for a while. You weren't brand new. No, 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 no. I was not brand new. And because I started in the in that adult game, and I've never prostituted myself. I, I, I've never been a sex worker. Well, so hard, these, these terms, terms these yeah. terms, like what's politically correct? It's not about labels. Anyways, right I've never actually sold my vagina. I've never actually charged. I've never charged for sexual. There's never been any. You know what? I hope somebody edits this out. Anyway, um, so long short of it all. Tap dancer. I, I really am trying to find the right words. So long short. I had been in the game so long. I already knew what that yeah, was, and I was like, "Nah, we're not gonna do this." And when I told the person, you know what, Vincent, I, it's, I'm not gonna be able to live with you. That's not gonna be a, a, a doable thing. Never heard from a person again. Well, Shocking. fuck you, Vincent. And then right. when I saw this, I was about post, to say. So, what was your like? What oh was my that god! Feeling well, first of all, well, actually, the whole entire fall when when like Hollywood started bottoming out, I have like that's just one of, honey, it'll be in a book, right? But there's one of so many. I was there ten years from the age of nineteen to thirty. I was trying to get into Hollywood. So I saw it all. And I have friends now, and I will not name them because I'm not going to put nobody on blast, but I have friends who made different decisions from what I made, and some of them got million-dollar babies. A lot of them got TV shows. Some of them got movies. And then some of them are still working as a waitress trying to get on. To get and do you pop. think those those friends of yours that you have that have had to— Absolutely. No, no. Don't ask. Absolutely. No, but I don't think you were not, you were gonna know what I'm gonna ask. Go ahead. Are they going? Do you think they're gonna be the type to come out and no. say this stuff? No. Okay. No. 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 Because at this point, I feel like this whole movement has taken a turn, and it doesn't include the narrative of women of color. Mm. Sure, indeed. Um. So while even we're, though it was started by a woman of color, we could talk about that. It's always usurped by the. Others though. Hold on, Nick. <laughs> we only got so much time. Right. Yeah, but right. That's, that's why I want to. I want to touch on something completely different. I think we need to touch on the myths and truths. Valentine's Day is coming up. Can we talk about blowjobs? Right. That's what I'm. That's, that's what I want to talk about. Valentine's Day. Blowjobs are the perfect intro to what what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the myths and truths of sexual pleasure in, in terms of from a woman's perspective. Thank God. Because. Some women have never had a... I know I have some women friends that are above the age of 21 and they still have never had an actual orgasm. And some of their men have lied to them and told them that it's impossible for them to orgasm. <laughs> like their body <laughs> was not designed to orgasm. And they that? believe that. Well, that's dumb. I have a friend who's pregnant right now <laughs> who... I'm sorry she, for her. She has never had an orgasm. Does she own a vibrator? 
I don't. Be, I don't believe. Probably so. not. Probably me. not, bro. But yeah, could call you me. could you expose? <laughs> call um, me. Expose Let's get you a vibrator. That, you, know. you pregnant, girl. You know you horny. What 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 is he doing wrong? Like what is he doing wrong? That he she's probably not is keeping to tell her, "Ooh, girl, I'm finna blow your back out. You gonna feel it in your <laughs> stomach." Ain't no nerve endings on the cervix. We don't mm. need you to bruise our cervix. Mm. We don't need you to go so deep. You're killing us. You have to understand. Blame porn for that one too. Totally. <laughs> and the idea that I, I, and gender and societal norms that black men have mandingos. Mm. Because what you really need to focus on is the clit. And the clit is outside the body. Outside the body. Outside the body. That beam. Because the majority of the nerve endings for sexual pleasure lie in the clitoris. Mm. You're looking at about anywhere five, 8,000 nerve endings. Hello. But y'all want to beat it up. And I tell you this, if a woman came up to a man and was like, oh, I'm going to beat that dick up tonight. <laughs> would you really be like, oh, girl, sign me up? <laughs> Hell no. What's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the, the Kevin Hart safe word that he was saying? Pineapple. pineapple. <laughs> exactly. You'd be like, pineapple, pineapple. <laughs> Nobody wants... To have their dick beat up. So we we had some user engagement questions, right? So yeah, that that come ki- on. that kind of goes in in well, not beat it up, but like so. There was one that I got that asked, "Does the alphabet with your tongue really work?" Absolutely, that does work. So does sucking on the labia minora. Okay. Mm-hmm. So does sucking on the clitoris like a penis, because that's really what it is. We are more alike than we are different. Furthermore, guys. Let's be real. Your genitalia was once a vagina. That's why you have a seam growing up, going up the center of your scrotum. Hmm. It's where the labia majora fused together to create the sac we know as your scrotum. And then your testicles fell into that. But the testes is so much like the ovaries. ovaries. It's like, come on now. So it, we have to understand we're more alike than we are different. Tell your homegirls, dude, to try using the alphabet. Alphabet, on but her, really, they have to focus on, on the clit. On it's clit. really can a woman so that, can a woman come without somebody rubbing the clit? Just it's penetration. Like 30%. Okay, it's not a high number. And is it just the clit, or is it areas around the clit that are sensitive? Well, to here's you? the thing. I'm so sorry. I did not. I didn't know there would be camera. Um, I did not bring my clit demo, okay. but the clitoris like goes into the body about four to six inches. Okay. So, and it kind of, it's like a wishbone. Like imagine like the shape of a wishbone and the top of the wishbone would be the clit that we see. And then the two arms that you would pull apart would be like the labia minora kind of down that space. So when we think about giving women the most amazing orgasm, it's kind of like a triangle. You want to work. Oh, God damn it. I did it. Oh shit. You want to work the trifecta. The trifecta is the clit. And down both sides of um, the labia and even the perineum, which is that space between the vagina opening and the anus. Yes. All of that, because all of that blood is going to flow there and all of that is going to become engorged with blood. And you want to and like women can get blue balls. Like, oh, like if you're about to make a woman come and then you and just then stop. And then you don't. Yeah, so they can feel like heaviness in the vagina because the blood is still there. What about squirting? So I've I've he, only yeah yeah yeah. You said that earlier. I've only had one. I've only had one sexual partner 
that has she peed. You fucked the she, piss out of her. She squirted like fucked the piss out of so her. So it was it was actually urine. Well, here's the thing: it's diluted urine. The chemical compounds of it are diluted urine. A lot of people will debate me on this. Yo, I did a thing with the root after dark. You should have seen what the people were saying. They were saying such insulting things to me. They were like. You don't know what you're talking about. They were like, you ain't never had one. That's why you don't know. I'm like, first and foremost, honey. Can every woman squirt? Not every. I mean. High percentage though, huh? It, listen. Here's what happens. When someone hits orgasm, what science, what science literature has told us is that just before orgasm, even if you urinate before orgasm, just before orgasm, the urethral sponge might fill with a little bit of urine and then skate, skate, skate. That will come out. Now, women can ejaculate. And there may be dis like a, a discharge, but it's going to be a, a little bit, Crainy, uh, it's right? like a little wider and it's not going to, what we so, see on porn, that squirting. Yeah, that's all that urine. Is, it's called coital incontinence. And that's urine. It's a dilute, it's dilute a type of dilute. But it, but it, is, but it, it is kept, based off of, it just kept like pouring out. That's urine. That, but it is, oh, you got pissed on. But it is based off of, of a pleasure, of a pleasure center though. It's yes. not, it's not yes. literally a release of the kidneys from no. needing no, no, to no, 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 Nobody no. could have that no, much it's like, urine. It, no, somebody, like the most, some of the most recent literature I've read was talking about how somebody, they tested these people, they went to the bathroom before sex, and then right as they were orgasming, for whatever reason, the urethra sponge, boop, boop, skeet, skeet, skeet. And that's what it was. And then it's almost like once it starts, it, 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 it doesn't yeah, stop. Yeah, if you keep, I mean, okay, if Nick, you're, we get if it, you're yeah. kids, apparently it might be a good It was a lot. Yeah, they, they got you keep saying, but no, so it was so but much. It was, <laughs> but what's crazy is. No, I, but it was so much, though. Because I, I, have, I have heard about it, and I used to think, man, that. That shit has never happened. I thought to me, it my was friend. a myth. And then it actually happened. I was like, oh shit. Ladies okay. slide into his DM. Do not do not <laughs> do slide into not, my do not DM. DM. <laughs> I will not be there to squirt. I'm not gonna have you I'm not gonna lie. Like it's it's cool and as a confidence. I, right. Confidence, so it has to have I mean, I, I think I've I would, tried. I've tried. I'm like Right. But boy. a lot of times a lot of times I'm successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that it, it's it's you just gotta come across a unicorn like that. And it it's was like a unicorn. I, I had a unicorn in college and it's like it's cool the first few times, but then after a while, it's like, all right, I'm tired of changing my sheets every time I have sex. Yeah. Like, all right. So, I mean, it's cool. Luckily, it was her sheets. Hey. <laughs> yeah, another question? Yeah. Um, uh, stamina um, for men. I had a oh, girl edging. complain about the uh, uh, stamina of her of her uh, boyfriend Yeesh. or whatever. Well, I think you first and foremost have to understand that penetrary sex um, on average, lasts like three minutes. I was gonna maybe say, what is the, what minutes? is the average? What is the expectance? Um, level? Penetration sex, you're looking about three to five minutes. <laughs> like that's the average. Dave's it's, like, yes, <laughs> I beat the average. <laughs> I mean, that's not everybody. That's not what I, I wasn't saying it like that. That's the average. Well, that's like the average. What's the average size of a penis? Uh, I mean, I don't. I could Google it, but I'm not going to. But I want to say somewhere between like. And you're talking about erect, right? Erect. You're looking at five five. Okay. To six five. Right. So yeah, okay. So I guess the so the expectation, let's just say average five minutes time, right? Um yeah, I guess the well, her comment was more so like, how do I or what can he do to last longer? Oh, edging. Edging is a technique where men would masturbate to the point of almost um, ejaculation, and then what they do is they apply pressure at the base of um, 
kind of like you would squeeze the base of your shaft okay. um, and you're underneath your scrotum and kind of think about other things so you don't you do ejaculate this right before sex or no you want to do this on a regular oh, basis oh this is like this a, is a, a like a kegel like a, like a kegel oh. yes. oh. it's kind of like a workout it's like you know you want to make your biceps big mm. oh. there it is so you got to work so you want to masturbate until you're about to ejaculate shaft. and then you want to apply pressure to the base of the shaft and like right underneath uh, the scrotum so you're kind of like holding it like this apply the Hold. pressure wait and t- think about i don't know your grandma Okay, you're not gonna ejaculate, and then you want to go back to masturbating until you're about to ejaculate. Keep doing it. Do it's like, it's like muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, while we're talking about, and then do and we eventually? Are we eventually able to release? Yes, and just ejaculate? but you have to train your you train your mind, train your body. I mean, sex starts in the mind. But can, since we're talking about masturbation, can we talk about prostate play? And that is playing in a man's the, booty hole. Like the the girl, the it's anus. a booty hole. A booty hole. Girl, it's first of all, if you're into a little bit of pegging prostate play, no, you're not a gay man. The health benefits of men like having prostate orgasms are unbelievable. Um, it's unfortunate that in our community we tend to think that any kind of butt play is gay yeah, because labeled. I guarantee if you did a little bit of research, you would see that black people are dying of prostate cancer way quicker than anybody else, and prostate massage. Prostate ejaculation can really help. What exactly is a prostate massage? Does a woman have to take her thumb and rub your butthole? A or man, something? actually, it's a little bit further than that. You actually need to actually insert. That's why I said about masturbation, because men can do it on their own and it doesn't make them feel gay. But what it does is, so your prostate carries the fluid that semen shoot out in, wow. right? And and it's fluid of made of like fructose and a lot of other chemical compounds. So if you're not having sex on a regular basis and you're not emptying that, it becomes engorged. Also, the prostate grows throughout your lifetime, right? And what a lot of people don't know is your urethra, the prostate's like a donut. You're your, oh, God damn it, I did it again. Sorry, <laughs> Jesus. Um, the prostate's like a donut and your urethra goes through the prostate. So if your prostate becomes enlarged, you're going to have problems passing urine. It's going to happen, though, right? Every man's prostate. The older you get, the higher likelihood you have. Uh But if you're regularly milking your prostate and or using some type of technique to do prostate, um, oh, gosh, what would we call that? Prostate orgasms, you're, you're allowing the opportunity to really empty that prostate but if you have any heart conditions you should talk to your physician before you do it because the <laughs> orgasms are so intense it could give you a heart attack what? it's the most intense orgasm a man can have is that for women too well i mean the limited research on there's limited research on um female prostate yes there is some women have it i mean like this is real dicey and this, is this is this research. masturbating your penis as well as yes oh that's at the where same you get time that crazy oh, hmm. now you can milk the prostate without masturbation um but a couple things one you need to probably do some research two i would i would advise using a toy right because a lot of people think like um stimulating the process prostate might be like burp, 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 burp. no this is no. This is bad. You're gonna hurt yourself. <laughs> yes, you're gonna hurt yourself. She's making she's making jamming motions. Yeah, by but the way. well, that's what people think of when they think of butt play because they think of vagina sex in the butt, and right. that's not what prostate orgasm is about. It's really more about you have to get the finger in there 
And then it's just like this kind. It's a very like a downward motion. Yeah, because you're just trying to massage that um, prost- prostate area, and like, yo, it's gonna be the most intense orgasm. Um, but it makes me mad that we're all like, oh, that makes you gay. Yeah, no, stop disrespecting gay it. people. So definitely, uh, milk your milk your prostates, fellas. And I don't, there's a fellas right now. Oh, I'm not doing that gay shit. But it's not no, gay. That, but that also comes. You were talking about society and <clears throat> and things like that. Women hold those normatives up. Um, I would agree. If not more than men, uh, like just, oh, I don't want my dude to be gay or something like that. Or well, like that. I mean, if you honestly think that your relationship is on the fringe, that your boyfriend's going to leave you because you want to try a little bit of kink play or prostate massage, maybe you need to check into yourself and see what the heck is going on with your relationship. What about mm-hmm. anal sex for women? Um, a lot of women, well, I don't want to say a lot, but some women I know they're afraid to have anal sex because they think that either it's not healthy or they can hurt themselves or whatever it may be. You can't be. hurt yourself. And it cannot be healthy, especially if you're not using condoms. Right. We have to understand that the rectum is not like a vagina. It's not self-lubricating. And the way the tissue in the rectum is designed, it will perforate much quicker. So should people stay away from anal sex? Hell no. Oh. Honey, let your freak flag fly. Just proper planning prevents piss poor booty sex. Mm. All right, never heard that version of it. But yeah. So that means you need to use So condoms. couples should be visiting a sex shop regularly together in order to do certain things. I mean, you got to either have that or lube on deck because Vaseline don't work. Mm. You need condoms on deck. And you really need to be able to communicate with your partner. Like, Communications. Like, you got to talk yeah. about it. Whether you're doing pegging, so a guy's getting a little finger in the butt, or you're doing anal in a woman. Yo, it takes some talking. Like, you can't just stick a finger in my booty while we're having sex. It's not wet. Without mm. without the proper... <laughs> Communication. Like, clip your nails. That's right. another thing. So, oftentimes, if men can be open to some type of booty play, you will probably become a better lover because then you will understand what it's like to be penetrated. <laughs> some people won't. I mean, I'm telling you. Right. Y'all are missing out. Um, Don't knock la- until you try I it. I guess one last question uh, that... I had from a user was more so about uh, thoughts on Via- Ooh, shit thoughts on Viagra. Oh well, what do you want to know? Um, I'm, I guess, is it safe, healthy? How old are they? Um, we'll say if you had to guess, we'll say thirties. So a couple things about Viagra. If you're struggling with erection and you want to use Viagra, my first question would be, how much porn are you watching? Right. Right. Secondarily, Viagra is a drug that rushes blood to the penis. So my follow-up question after the porn question would be, why is your blood flow not right? Are you overweight? Are you struggling with hypertension? Do you have high blood pressure problems? If you're physically active and you are healthy, you ain't going to have no problem uh, getting an erection. What about keeping an erection? Again, I'm going to ask you how much porn are you watching? Because oftentimes what I've seen happen is people are like, oh, yeah, um, I can get an erection. I just can't come. And then I'm like, how much porn are you watching? And they're like, daily. And I'm like, you can't come because you're comparing your sexual experience to the porn you've been watching. Mm. And as that gets ramped up and wild, because the more porn you watch, the more you're going to need wilder porn, right? Right. Like, somebody listening to this podcast has gotten themselves in a porn rabbit hole, and the next thing you know, they were watching someone fuck an animal. (laughs) (laughs) I love how everybody in here is laughing, because they did one click too far, 
and the next thing you know it was bestiality because that's what happens right yeah. and it might have been something subtle like an eel so or an eel-faced dildo i don't know you get what i'm so, saying so, <laughs> so, in, so in, in regard to that like in another to flip it on women because i've also heard the pink pill well not pink well okay so Female we can talk, viagra. We, right pink pill viagra so I, I guess that wasn't really my question but i actually had a follow-up question regarding female viagra I mean, I've never seen it, I guess. But I don't know why a woman would have... What would be the purpose of female Viagra? It doesn't work the same way. So that's why I mentioned a man's Viagra pill literally is chemically designed to rush blood to the penis. Because that's really all men need to get sex. Women, sex is more rooted in the mind. So it's almost like... um, antidepressant for the mind to help women want to think about yeah it's okay. not the same kind of stimulant okay. but what was your original question my original question was more so would that be how you were talking about how okay a guy watches porn too much so he's desensitized to regular sex could that be used the same for a woman who uses a vibrator every day would that desensitize her vagina to actual physical male stimulation it can okay. i'm not saying that it does Um, I'm saying it can, and my advice for someone who feels like them using toys too much is making their sex or their their ability to orgasm less frequent, just lay off the toys. Similarly, if you're watching a bunch of porn, 30 days no porn, and if you really want to take it to the next level, 30 days no porn, 30 days no masturbation. By the time you come in contact with your next lover, you don't bust nuts everywhere. (laughs) Um, One last question. So... Me personally, I've had the experience of certain sexual partners where after one orgasm, uh-huh. I don't lose my erection at all and I want to keep going oh, wow. and then I have another orgasm. But then I've had certain experiences where it's like, as soon as I orgasm, I don't have an erection anymore and that's it. So is that something that's mental or would you say that's just a physical thing that happens? Uh, well, here's the thing. Men cannot have multiple orgasms like women Okay, you so for men, when it comes to the human sexual response cycle, you have the excitement phase, the plateau phase, the orgasm phase, then the resolution phase. Women can kind of bounce back and forth between the orgasm phase and the plateau phase. So for you, I'm not sure who you were sleeping with, but I do know you're kind of young. Um, So the plateau to orgasm phase Uh, For men, you then have to go through resolution. The younger you are, the quicker the resolution phase Mm. is. Um, The older you get, there becomes a a longer time span. um, Because your body just needs that time And each time a man ejaculates, does that constitute as an orgasm or no? Each time a man, yes, that is a a male orgasm. Okay. Wow. But men can have orgasms without ejaculating. How so? I mean, you can have a mind orgasm. That's when you know you really got the dick game down. Wait, explain that. Right. Because orgasms... <laughs> blanks? Or you're not busting blanks. <laughs> you're saying. reaching that height of pleasure. You're reaching that feeling of pleasure, but you're able to control your ejaculate. Is so that, you're not actually ejaculating. Right, you okay. feel the but same you feel, sensation. You feel that same a wave. I don't think I've had Is that like, like what karma sutra is? That's like tantric sex. Oh, tantric yeah. sex. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how yeah. you hear people that are like, oh, oh fuck we fucked for, for eight hours. hours. Yeah. yeah. I have two, and let me tell you, that was a hell of a lover. Interesting. It was the, a tantric lover. Yes, like the person could, and I rarely talk about my sex life. I can't even believe how you guys got me here. Gotcha. But um, the person was like 
I could tell that they physically were having some type of like climax, but they were not ejaculating and they did not lose erection. And it would be like five hours. Wow. So, so wait, you had physical sex for five hours or is there like a break in between? No, there was like physical sex for five, like to the point where I was like, whew. So that doesn't. need a break. Right. So, but like I've had sex. That's when you definitely. I've had sex for 25 minutes and the woman's like, I need a fucking break. Right? Yeah, but she may have already ejaculated multiple times in that session. And okay. like also you have to understand 8,000 nerve endings on your clitoris that is engorged with blood we need a break. And depending on the age of the woman, the ability to produce a vaginal lubricant, like you should always have lube ready. If you're going to go for like a long session, even if you're, like you said, penetrating for 25 minutes, get a lube. Like it makes everything more pleasurable and it can really extend and height the level of pleasure. And get a toy. Coconut I love a good vibrator. No, let's not. Not if you're using <laughs> condoms. Coconut, because here's why, not bashing you. If you're in a monogamous relationship and you've both been tested and you're not worried about pregnancy or STIs, you know, I'm not saying you can't use it. I do have a couple concerns. One, how sterile was it coming out the jar? Because remember, it's going in a woman's body. No, I know, I know. I'm not saying you're totally wrong, though. I'm just saying it's in that drink. Yeah, it's bacterial, it cleans and stuff. It is until you grab that spoon. Yeah, well, yeah, if you use it, if you if you're if you're not if you're using it like over and over, you're putting your hand in the same dead yeah, then it becomes contaminated, but if you keep it clean. It's... But I love there are some great lubes out there. Um and I love just you everybody should invest in a lube. Name any? Uh I like Uber Lube um cuz you can use it with uh, latex condoms the thing about coconut oil um it can it can kind of compromise the chemical compounds of condoms mm. and then that can you know degrade the sheath and it can break gotcha but i like wet i like spit believe it or not it works too natural yeah. lubricant okay yeah. um definitely well listen it's been a we could literally continue to ask right. questions for of hours course. but uh i think we have a another <laughs> our sessions being cut short um, but Michelle, we definitely appreciate you coming by. I thank sharing you your, sharing your wisdom, sharing yes. some of your I hope somebody edits sharing some this. of your personal stories, even though. <laughs> <laughs> Please, because it was like dark for a large part of it, and then it was bright. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll look into it. Um, the name of your book is "The Girl's Guide to Sex Education." Yes, "Girl's Guide to Sex Education." Please follow me. At MH Sexpert. I have a lot more things coming up. Okay. I'm I'll be in DC. I'm follow you right now. Please do. I'll be in DC in March, um, April. I'll be Cal State Bernardino. May, I'll be in North Carolina. Nice. Got a lot of things on the horizon, huh? Yeah. So I'm trying because here's the deal. I know that we need this education. I hope do. you guys invite me back. Oh, Absolutely. for sure. Um, because this is how I touch people. This is edutainment using technology to realize reproductive justice exactly it's through conversation it's through unpacking it's through teaching and it's conversation like this that's healthy and needs to be had and yes. it opens up other dialogues outside of this arena yes. so that's what yes. that's what we're going for so we appreciate you i appreciate you guys i mean again please invite me back i know definitely we will we'll definitely this was kind of dark for valentine's day <laughs> i hope they edit it so we do the not so dark stuff at the beginning put it, yeah, put it towards the beginning and then we'll, we'll float then we'll the... flip it it was so, it was so dark 
Um, so thank y'all for joining in. Uh, communication is the key. Is, uh, yes. The tip for the evening. Thanks to Cavassier once again. Uh, remember to honor your code. Uh, my name's Ken. I'm Nick. And this is the last Cheers. <laughs>